0: And welcome to the Sean Hannity Show, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean Hannity. I'm a Fox News legal analyst and political commentator, a lawyer, author of a couple of uh, New York Times bestselling books, uh, The Russia Hoax and Witch Hunt. My Twitter handle is at Greg Jarrett. You can check out the columns that I write, as well as my podcast on my website, Jarrett. Dot com. And in the course of this hour, I really want to talk about the competence, or better put, incompetence of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as well. Love to hear from you. Do you think Joe Biden's one of the greatest presidents in American history, or is he an abject failure as as president, a dumpster fire I'm convinced it's the latter, but I'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call. Here's the number. one 800 941 Sean. That's 1-800-941-7326. one 941 7326 I want to talk about Biden because I think by now, most Americans have come to realize belatedly that their president is, is an incompetent fool like buyer's remorse they now regret putting this doddering buffoon in the oval office close to 60 percent disapprove of joe biden that's his first year a scant 40 percent approve some polls have him at 38 percent 37 percent and dropping like the hindenburg fast and burning In the course of one short year, Clueless Joe has managed to mangle just about everything, leaving the U.S. with record inflation, soaring gas prices, spiraling crime, the border crisis, supply shortages, the Afghanistan debacle, the pandemic surge, his embarrassing failure to pass his signature legislation, his $5 trillion socialist entitlement Lollapalooza, even though his own party controls both houses of congress joe biden is the definition of obtuse and inept every week every day seems to bring us a brand new experience in biden stooge craft now the latest came when his aides trotted him out the other day for what they thought was a well choreographed teleconference with the nation's governors all joe had to do was listen and nod and not nod off as the governors talked about their concerns over the COVID-19 pandemic surge. Instead, Joe Biden went off script, as he inexorably does, and he said, quote, there is no federal solution, no federal solution to COVID. You could almost hear the heads banging on the desks at the White House. His handlers should have known he'd do it. I mean, they sent him out there without a script and a teleprompter. So Joe actually had to think with that brain of his, which is, as you know, a near impossibility. Federal solution? No federal solution, said Joe. But wait. When Biden was running for president, he promised he would, quote, shut down the virus. Said it over and over again. I'll shut down the virus. Did he do it? No. Today the country hit an all-time high of daily covid cases yet on the campaign trail biden insisted he had a plan a magical solution to shut down the virus to end it now he says there is no plan no solution It turns out, folks, that Biden never had a plan. He just made it up. He said it because it sounded good. He figured it would help him get elected president. And that's the problem with slimy politicians like Joe Biden. They'll say anything to get elected. They don't care about you, the people. They only care about themselves, their thirst for power and prestige. They'll make promises they know they can't possibly fulfill. And when they fail as inexorably they do, people get angry. They get resentful at being lied to, and their anger is reflected in the polls. Biden's numbers have tanked because his presidency is a spectacular dumpster fire. It's a five-alarm blaze. There's no putting it out. But there's Joe out there saying, there's no federal solution. Really? Well, if there's no federal solution, Joe, why did you order a federal vaccine mandate why did you order a variety of federal mask mandates you said at the time those were federal solutions now you say there's no federal solution so which is it biden also recently claimed his federal vaccine mandate is legal this from a guy who got kicked out of law school mind you no joe it's not legal until the u.s supreme court says it's legal the justices are taking up the case next week and i suspect that the high court will rule that biden's mandate forcing businesses to require workers to get vaccinated is an unconstitutional abuse of power but then joe biden will just double down On his latest claim that there's no federal solution, he'll say, see, I had a federal solution, but SCOTUS stepped in and stopped it. It's all the Supreme Court's fault. No, really, it's it's Donald Trump's fault. He put those three justices on the Supreme Court. You know that that's what he's going to do when he loses at the Supreme Court, because Biden is full of phony excuses to cover up his own glaring incompetence. As Holman Jenkins pointed out in the Wall Street Journal, the only person who's better at vacuous excuse making is Hunter Biden. You know, it's kind of a family competition. They're vying for the biggest nitwit in the Biden clan. Every time Joe fails, he's ready with an excuse. He recently said that if he'd known about the winter surge of covid cases, he'd have made testing more available. That's a lie. Biden was warned last spring, at the time health officials told him, we're going to need millions and millions of tests. Biden ignored it. Then he was warned again in the fall. He rejected a proposal for 730 million free rapid tests for the holidays. Now he says, gee, I I never saw it coming. Really, Joe? His science advisors, Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC, are both on record saying they saw Omicron coming. Biden knew it, too. But now he claims, gee, I didn't know it. So which is it? Biden can't remember because his brain is so addled. He can't remember what he had for breakfast, much less what his advisors and health officials were telling him. Same thing happened with Afghanistan. Biden said none of his military advisors told him to keep a couple of thousand troops in the country. Another lie. Top military officials on the record insisting, yep, yeah, we told Joe. He ignored us. But now Biden can't remember. Hey, Joe, what color necktie are you wearing? Don't look down. Try to remember. Can't do it. I'm sure that Biden can't recall all the stupid things he said about COVID and Trump during the presidential campaign. He famously said, quote, anybody who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president. At the time, there were 220,000 COVID deaths in America. And since Joe Biden took office, an additional 350,000 deaths have happened. More Americans have died of COVID under Biden's watch than under Trump. So, Joe, by your own logic, you should not be president, right? You should resign. But don't do it, because then we'd be stuck with Kamala Harris as president. She's an even bigger dunce. She makes you look like a member of Mensa. Take a listen.
1: What do you think, as you come to the end of this first year. What do you think your biggest failure has been at this point? (laughs) To not get out of D.C.
0: more. (laughs) 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 It's so funny. You know, she is right. She needs to get out of D.C., except permanently. Pull out a sheet of paper, type out, I hereby resign as Vice President of the United States effective immediately, and leave. Do not come back. How in the world did we get there? How did we end up with a blockhead like Joe Biden as president? Well, none of the other Democrats running gained enough traction. Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders, too crazy for most voters. The others suffered from a variety of defects and failures. Old Joe had a couple of things going for him. Enormous name identification because, you know, he's been around since uh, Grover Cleveland. He sold himself as a moderate. Another lie. And then the pandemic hit. It was perfect for Joe on the campaign trail. He was an epic disaster Always sticking his foot in his mouth and saying ridiculous things. Half the time, he said stuff no one could understand. He'd lose his train of thought. He struggled to put a subject with a predicate. Sometimes he had no idea what he was saying or where he was or what he was doing. But the pandemic saved Joe. His aides exploited it as an excuse to hide him in the basement of his home in Delaware. They'd wheel him out occasionally in front of a teleprompter to read the words they wrote for him. They controlled him like a puppet. They, they knew he was a notorious gaffe machine because, well, unintelligent people tend to say stupid stuff. So his handlers were able to limit the damage he would do to himself if he were left to his own devices. And, and I'll be darned, Joe Biden got elected. He promised to heal the nation almost immediately began dividing it he forgot he was a moderate allowed the progressive wing nuts in his party to commandeer control but joe was also delusionally somehow convinced himself he was the second coming of fdr and began promoting a far-left radical agenda little problem here joe fdr had a huge mandate you didn't democrats lost seats in the house they had a paper-thin majority still do The Senate is tied 50-50. That's not a mandate, Joe. That's a warning you need to govern from the middle. Compromise. Conciliation. Joe's not capable. Joe's out to lunch. Frankly, he's always been out to lunch. Not to mention breakfast and dinner. The uncomfortable truth is this. Joe Biden is not very bright. Never has been. Ask anybody in Washington. Joe was always a joke in the nation's capital. When he served... As Vice President, Obama's White House used to make fun of him. Whenever he spoke, people would roll their eyes. Defense Secretary Bob Gates once remarked that Biden has been wrong about every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. He was right. Obama famously confided in an aide. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to screw things up. And he was right, too. So that's what we've got as our president, ladies and gentlemen. A guy who has predictably screwed up everything. Love to hear from you, your reaction, your thoughts. Give us a call, 1-800-941-SHAWN. That's 1-800-941-7326. I'm Greg Jarrett. For Sean Hannity, I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean Hannity. This hour, we're talking about uh, Joe Biden's competence, or as I have described it, incompetence. Uh, And I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, Give us a call. The number is 1-800-941-SEAN. That's 1-800-941-7326. We'll be getting to it. Your phone calls in just a moment. We'll listen to you. Um, if you heard my monologue, you know, I said Joe Biden's out to lunch, always has been. And he he is, in my mind, not in control of the presidency, which invites the question just who is. Well, I mean, you've got people like Ron Klain, who's his chief of staff, uh, who recently retweeted an opinion piece arguing that 2021, quote, wasn't all that bad. <laughs> Gee, I don't know, you know, COVID out of control, spiraling inflation, uh, sh- supply shortages, Afghanistan debacle, record inflation, soaring gas prices, spiraling crime. Smashing grab, uh, beating shootings. Over the weekend, there were 22 shootings in Chicago. People died. And but you know, hey, not all that bad, according to Ron Klein. This is the same guy who, who should stay off social media because a couple of months ago, when Biden issued his vaccine federal mandate, he retweeted that it's the ultimate workaround to get OSHA to issue the order under an emergency. As I mentioned before, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to be taking up the case next week, and they will obviously take notice of what Ron Klain said, speaking for the president, admitting that this is just a workaround, that he didn't have the authority. So he tried to pretend that OSHA has the authority, and that mandate is well beyond OSHA's authority. My prediction, the U.S. Supreme Court will strike down Joe Biden's federal vaccine mandate for workers that have to get vaccinated as an unconstitutional abuse of power. So that's the measure of the man who's sitting in the Oval Office. Love to hear from you. Our number is 1-800-941-SHAWN. It is true that Sean never stops working He's taking a pause, a well-deserved pause, for a little rest. I'm Greg Jarrett filling in for Sean Hannity today. We're taking your phone calls. The subject matter, Joe Biden's competence or lack thereof. Our number is 1-800-941-SEAN. That's 1-800-941-7326. Let's go to our first caller, Chris, from Arizona. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: I am well. How are you,
0: Greg? I'm fine, thanks. What do you think of Biden?
1: Well, well, first of all, thank you for taking the call. It's an honor to be on Sean's show uh, with you today. But I, I just, you had asked at the outset whether he's a great president or an abject failure, you know, with respect to his competence. And measurably, he's an abject failure, as you walked us through in your monologue. But the but the bigger question for most of us out here, and I it's your show, but I'm not trying I'm not trying to tell you what to do, is the frustration we have knowing he's measurably sorry to say, an idiot. And he literally is that, as is his vice president. What do we do? We watch every day. My wife and I watch every day. Um on T V, we watch Newsmax. I won't talk about the stations but we watch conservative tv and we hear about all these failures and the border crisis is the biggest of concern we're here in arizona you're right we've got gas prices and grocery it goes on and on what do we do we've got a year before congress flips and i would like to get and i think a lot of people would like to get your insight what we do well you know coca-cola you know
0: yeah my my recommendation is to contact uh, your senator your congressperson and let them know how you feel um because you know they're the ones like joe manchin and Kristen cinema who are democrats who have stopped the five trillion dollar uh, socialist entitlement program that biden has been trying to champion and now they've turned their attention to their federal legislation on uh on voting rules they want to federalize it even though historically that's the right of the states and they want to do it in a way that uh, advantages democrats Uh, and you know joe biden's talking about "Well, we'll just make a tiny little adjustment to the filibuster in other words get rid of it this is the same guy who railed against getting rid of the filibuster just a few years ago Um, so he has no principles um, he'll do anything for his own expediency, and so will most politicians. And I think the most immediate thing to do before the next election, uh, in eleven months, is to let them know how you feel, and I suppose uh, support people like uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. And let me go to the next caller. John joins us from Michigan. Hi, John. How are you?
2: Good, Greg. Um, I have a kind of a question, uh, a two-phase question for your extensive legal knowledge. <laughs> Number one is, do you think that there is any chance that the Supreme Court will vote in favor of the mandates? Um, and secondly, if they say that they're un- unconstitutional and that they cannot be enforced, have people that have lost their jobs, will they have legal precedence to go after their employers to either get their jobs back or get back pay for their job, that they lost their job, or just legal action for, I mean, it goes on and on. People are losing their houses and everything, you you know.
0: Yeah, no, it would be very difficult to to sue uh, your employer for following a federal mandate issued by OSHA and the President of the United States, um, even though it will be struck down, I'm convinced. Um, it'll be struck down for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's abundantly clear and has been for more than a hundred years by virtue of Supreme Court rulings, that the federal government is not empowered under the Constitution um, for issuing vaccine mandates. That is a police power reserved for the states. That's point number one. point number two, they're doing it as an end run. Uh, a you know, as Ron Klein, <laughs> infamously said, the ultimate workaround assigning it to OSHA. OSHA doesn't have that power. Under OSHA rules, the labor secretary uh, must find that employees are exposed to grave danger from exposure to substances or agents. That's normally under their definitions, toxic substances, not viruses, not contagions. They have to meet the emergency standard, and they haven't done that. They waited a year before issuing their vaccine mandate. That's not an emergency. Um,
2: and also, what about people getting their jobs back.
0: You know, I it's it's difficult. Um, you know, I I think that employers, including governments, that fired people because they didn't comply with a mandate are going to be in an uncomfortable position not to rehire those individuals under threat of lawsuits uh, against Agreed. the government. You'd have to file it under the Federal Tort Claims Act or State Tort Claims Acts. Um, against private employers, that would be difficult. Let me go to our next caller, Tom, from Wyoming. Hi, Tom. How are you?
2: Oh, Greg. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, I just wanted to respond to your question about uh, how did we get to this point with uh, with Biden and Harris. And uh, I, I believe that uh, being in – I was in the newspaper business for almost 40 years, and I know that the information is out there. If anybody would have done their homework, they would have known how unqualified both of them were. But uh, I just feel that the, of the alleged 80, 000, 80 million people that voted – them uh, actually did not vote for Biden or Harris. They voted against President Trump. And and when you base any kind of actions and uh, decisions on hatred and fear, this is the result.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. The election of Joe Biden wasn't really an endorsement of Biden. Um, It was a demand by the people for somebody different than Donald Trump. You know, a lot of people love him, a lot of people hate him, um, and so this was the end result. But I agree with you when you say people didn't do their homework. I mean, anybody, anybody who's paid attention to Joe Biden over the last five decades in government uh, knew that he was incompetent. You know, you can get away with being an idiot in the U.S. Senate. You know, you're. You're one of 100 U.S. senators. Um, you don't have any executive function. You're a legislator. Uh, but, you know, Joe Biden has chronically been a gaffe machine his entire life. And and my experience with people who constantly make gaffs, yeah, we all mis- misstate things from time to time, but Joe Biden does it all the time. And people who are not smart, who are frankly really kind of dumb, are the people who are are making chronic gaffes at every turn. And, you know, Joe Biden's always been kind of a joke in the U.S. Senate. They called him 1% Joe because every time he ran for president, he garnered not uh, more than 1% in the primaries. And then all of a sudden, you know, Representative Clyburn of South Carolina, you know, endorsed Joe Biden after he lost some of the primaries and caucuses, and it it just resurrected Joe Biden's campaign, and he suddenly, almost overnight, after winning South Carolina, uh, became the front runner, and that you know the pandemic was in full force, and he was able to hide in the basement, and nobody was reminded of the stupid stuff he says all of the time. And, you know, and as a result, you know, it was a collision of coincidental events that helped propel Joe Biden to the presidency. Let me go to our next caller. Gary joins us now from New York.
2: Hi, Gary. Yeah, how you doing, Greg? Uh, Doing well today. Loved your uh, opening monologue there. You really uh, nailed the points. and. Uh, to get right to the topic you know you were talking about him not being in charge and if we remember that press conference that uh, he did early in his presidency where he was told who he could call on in the press and who he could not call on in the press <laughs> so that he could get those softball questions like right. when he was out what kind of ice cream you have joe you know that's the extent of his knowledge what kind of ice cream do i want today Um, you know, some of the other things that uh, I I am a little upset with Donald Trump now. I, I am a Trump supporter. I thought he did great for this country. He made it great again. Everybody was doing well. The economy, their 401ks, everybody was living large. But I think he left the door open with Hillary and the Russia collusion. You know, he was going to go after, and during his campaign, you know, the the locker up, you know, the phrase that we always heard, locker up. But if he, I think, had gone after the lies and the falseness, uh, I don't think a lot of this would have happened with the lies that came out with him. Uh, Also, trying to eliminate a lot of this, if they did term limits, you wouldn't have a lot of the problems that we have with these lifetime people such as Joe, you know, the good old boy. Right. Hey, I agree with you. Yeah, you know,
0: I mean, look, he comes from a very, very small state of Delaware. And I know Delaware pretty well because I early in my career I was a reporter in Maryland and Delaware. Uh, And, you know, once you get elected to dog catcher or city council or, you know, House of Representatives or Senate in Delaware, you know, it's, you're there for life. I mean, that's just the way it is in Delaware. And so, you know, so, you you know he had job security. And so, and I've always maintained, Joe, Joe Biden's the kind of guy who could never have succeeded in real life. The only place that he had a viable career was in politics. You
2: know? Correct,
0: yep. and, and so uh, here we are. And, uh, you know, a collision of events uh, elevated him to the highest nation in the land, the leader of the free world who gets in front of a television camera. And, you know, when he deviates from the teleprompter, he even scolds himself openly saying, you know, my people don't want me to answer questions. They they don't sure. want me to do – I mean, this is the president of the United States. Are you in charge? Or, you know, is your press secretary in charge? Is your chief of staff in charge? I mean, if so, make them president or they should run for president.
2: You know, I call I called Joe Biden Carter 2.0. And yeah, I'm not sure how old you are, Greg, but I remember as a kid having to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go to get gas. And if our license plate was odd, we could only buy gas on odd days. You know, it's the same thing happening all over. The the inflation was at 14 percent, and our inflation now is actually probably closer to 12 because they keep dropping off essentials that we need so that they can lower that inflation Listen,
0: I remember Jimmy Carter really well. I spent an entire week with Carter once uh, during the 2000 election. He was my guest every day on air. I was at a different network, and he, he is a delightful man he's an incredibly smart man um he was an abysmal failure as president of the united states the difference is that carter was smart and joe biden ain't and with that we'll take a quick break more of your calls on the other side 1-800-941-SEAN give us a call love to hear from you 1-800-941-7326 i'm greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean on The Sean Hannity Show. Welcome back to The Sean Hannity Show. I'm Greg Jarrett, filling in for Sean Hannity. Uh, we're taking your phone calls. Let's go to Dan from New York. Hey, Dan, how are you? Hey, Greg, how you
1: doing? I'm Six well, seconds, thanks. Call. So what's up? Hey, listen, you, you nailed it in the opening monologue. Joe Biden is not only the worst president we've ever had, he's an abject failure. But you really can't blame only him. I mean, he's obviously just a puppet, and whoever's puppeteering him, they're the ones that have to really take the blame. And the other day on Sean Hannity, you were a guest, I believe, and you mentioned uh, something about Hillary Clinton, and uh, you uh, paralleled her and to Dorian Gray. And I thought that was really a, a funny uh, statement, and I was it's really true. I mean, yeah, these people that were previous presidents and or our so-called leaders, they're really just loving it, laughing it up, loving uh, all the abject failure that they don't get to take credit for because they're putting Joe Biden in front as the cannon fodder for to take the blame of everything. Yeah,
0: Hillary Clinton, I said, reminds me of Oscar Wilde's uh, great novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> uh, there she is. You know, he sold his soul to the devil and destroyed himself in the process. And, and that's what Hillary Clinton has really done. I mean, her malfeasance, uh, her egomaniacal behavior, her lies are really legendary. Scandal after scandal follows her wherever she goes. Um, She didn't give a damn about the murdered Americans in Benghazi. She lied about her email scandal. The list goes on and on. And I said, you know, she sowed the seeds of her own demise. She's like Dorian Gray. She sold her soul and destroyed herself. I'm Greg Jarrett, and for Sean Hannity, we'll be right back with more of our program.